don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Wake up. Look at these two idiots. They're just exaggerating all this shit to try and kick up ratings. They want to get people scared so they stay at home, buy TV dinners. Fuck me, running. Report unusual behavior. Barricade your homes. Avoid all contact with infected individuals. Wait for official instructions. <laughs> Wait my ass. Kill all sons of bitches. That's my official instructions. <laughs> At last. Enjoy the show, folks. Wake up. What's up, Hoobles? We are back in the EZK compound, coming at you live in the battle station. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. Yeah. Hey, out there. How y'all doing? Fighting a good fight. Fighting a good fight. I hope everybody's fighting a good fight. Fellow enemy combatants. Fellow enemy Kings combatants. Kings and queens. Itchy face crackheads, whoever's listening. I'm sure it's all kinds of people. But we're gonna we're about to tell you about some of the some of the better people. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, first off we want to apologize for the uh the delay in this podcast. We know it's been a while. It's been a while. We've been recording for what, twenty minutes already? <laughs> we did the same thing we did the last podcast. <laughs> Forgot to hit the button. Yeah. No, no, no. We hit the button, but it's a button you gotta hit it once and then you gotta hit it twice to start it. Yeah. And yeah. we we hit it the first time and we were sitting there talking away. Too bad y'all missed it. Yeah, we forgot to use the feature. <laughs> you gotta use the feature. Um yeah, yeah. I, I want to clear the air about a couple things. First off, you guys, 
we love the fact that you listen to us and we you know we're just a couple guys with you know with with voices and and ideas just like you um and and all the love that you show us you know by liking our facebook page and the comments you make and the emails we get keeps me alive (laughs) that's more true than you know (laughs) we really appreciate it you know, and we're sorry for the delay, but shit happens, man. We're out here. We're, we're just wage slaves ourselves. And Shooter, Shooter had to go back to help out around the Carolina homestead, the family homestead <laughs> up there. And uh, so while he was gone, I was able to do a few things. I was upgraded some stuff on the site and got some new music and clips and just kind of did piddled around. You know what I mean? I was thought, and I know at one time I put out on the Facebook page that we were going to, I was going to go do a best of show. I tried. There was no best of. <laughs> I'm telling you now, man, going back, I was listening to episode one, two, and three, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe people listen to this. It's absolutely horrible, Shooter. It's bad. But like I've said before, at least we knew it was bad, and we warned y'all why we were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We warned you. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, so everybody who, who commented saying, hey, uh, when y'all go do the next podcast and this, that, and the other. So just be patient with us. We can't do this, uh, you know, three times a week, four times. We can. With your help. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If every, we have, we have a little over 2,000 listeners an episode. Well, I don't care if your people know it. A lot of podcasters don't like to tell how many listeners we have. We only got 2,000. So everybody listening to this right now, you got to know that you were in on the ground floor. You're the first 2,000 to be listening. You know what I mean? You know, but if all y'all send us $1 a week, <laughs> we would quit our wage slave jobs and do three shows a week. Yeah, we like uh, we like money like the rest of the zombies out there. We take the fiat, the Federal Reserve fiat money. Yes, we do. You know what I mean? Because it's right now it, it lubes the it lubes the wheels. But we will take gold chains and rings and silver panties. <laughs> if you women want to send some panties, hey. All right. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, shooter, you got something to say over there? <laughs> Woo. Um, but. Anyway, where was where was we at? We were. Uh, he always throws me <laughs> off, man. Every time, it's it's great. I love it. Uh, uh, we we were apologizing for our lack of uh, shows. Yeah, for our. Yeah, you know, I I if I could, and I got to tell you, people like Spirko, you know, Jack Spirko from the Survival Podcast, and he does a show every day. But he has turned it into his full time gig, so that's what he does, I, and I admire that, you know. Um, yeah. But a lot of podcasts, we're not comedians, you know. We're not uh, in the entertainment business where we have you know downtime, you know, four ni- four days a week, and you know, like like some of the podcasts, you know, that's what they do. They have downtime. They do podcasts. You know what I mean? For us, it's it's uh we get up every day, put our boots on, and go do what we got to do, and we try to find time to do do the podcast. You know, I, things are going to change soon. As soon as uh, as soon as we get our FFL, and we hope, we hope when you want to buy your next firearm, that you will come to Easy K <laughs> and buy it. You know, we're pl- going through the process now to apply for it, and we'll keep you updated on how how that goes, everyone. But. 
I lost my track again. I was thanking everybody for hanging in there, being patient with us, and send us a dollar a week, everybody, and we can quit our damn jobs and do this freaking full time. And trust me, I would love it. Send us pictures of your titties. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think Judah's feeling a little lonely, ladies. (laughs) I wish I had some freaking 70s porn music I could (laughs) kick on right there. (laughs) All right. Who do we got to thank? Oh, yeah, we did have some donations. Let me pull it up. While he's pulling that up, we uh, would like to thank everybody that's, you know, requested our stickers. That makes us feel really good. And yes. we are so happy to send those out. We are. There's a lot of people that's requesting them we got out. Um, let's see. We got Dan Green. He uh, posts on our Facebook page quite often. If, if, listen, if you're a listener and you haven't went and liked our Facebook page, well, I think it's about time you did that. And join in the conversation. We got some good guys over there. One of the guys, uh, Freddie Gerard, he's out in Afghanistan, he, uh, we made him an administrator of the site, so he's posting for us on there as well. So we got three, me, Shooter, and, and Freddie as the administrators on the site. So, you know, we, we keep a good eye on it and try to keep the conversations going. And I got to tell you, Freddie is, uh, he's on fire over there, man. He's, he's posting some good pictures and some good funny ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, hell yeah. He's pumping up the volume on that Facebook, boy. I love it. But Dan awesome. Green, that, that's where we know him. You know, he, he's a listener that, that came and liked our Facebook page. And then there, there's the other Chuck D. He's been with us almost from day one, too. Dan, Dan I believe, has, and so, is, so has uh, uh, Charles Draper. Uh, he also calls himself the second Chuck D because I got to be the first. Sorry, sorry about that, Mr. Draper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and then um, JB out of Indiana, he sent us uh, 30 bucks and – we really want to appreciate and thank him. Uh, yeah, because he works for us now. <laughs> He's our inside operative in, intel- in pharmaceutical intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to get him fired. <laughs> Nobody even. Yeah, knows you're right. His name. Yeah, his name is JB. That's right. I forgot. You didn't say his name. Yeah, he's our he's our inside source for everything pharmaceutical. <laughs> Um, uh, he's fighting zombies on a daily fucking basis. Let me tell you, he is. Yeah, he sent us a, a, a nice email about the, some of the shit he sees and does, and 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 he said we're right on track with his, everything we said. You know that these people are um, addicted to some type of medication that they really don't need to be addicted to, but these doctors are prescribing it in outlandish numbers, which which. Getting off track here for a second. There were, uh, on the activist post, they had five reasons the zombie apocalypse is the prevailing metaphor for our times. And uh, it gave five good reasons. But I, I really thought that the the number two reason was called an army of the undead. It said record numbers of people, including children, regularly, regularly take medications and mind-altering pharmaceuticals for one reason or another. If you don't have a prescription, well, you still receive hefty doses of this garbage from your contaminated water supplies and from your food produced with contaminated ingredients. These drugs pollute the natural faculties of the mind and alter one's personality, often making one numb to the emotional realities of life. It's like they're saying the same thing, that these chemicals that that are both being prescribed and is both also in in our food chain is, is affecting people's mental faculties you know um and once they're not able to get 
and forget the food chain, forget, but once they're not able to get those pharmaceuticals or they have to go stand in that government line to get them, it's going to be just like a big line of zombies, man. Just Yeah, I know. It's fucking sick how they make money on every every angle. Every Fat angle. Fat bastards make money selling the pharmaceuticals. Yep. Then, <laughs> so they dumb down the population and create zombies. Then yeah. they make money, and then the, the same brother or sister corporations uh, make money shooting the zombies <laughs> with their tanks and drones and shit. Right. <laughs> And reducing the population for Agenda 21 uh, population control. Agenda 21. There we go. We have mentioned Agenda 21 again. One of these days we're going to get around to that Agenda 21 show. Mm, That's a big one. It is. Dive into that, bitch. Yeah, I know. It's going to take a lot of research. We have to write research papers and shit and sit down and talk, you know? Yeah, it scares me. Because if you ever ever been to the, uh, looked up Agenda 21 on the United Nations actual website, have you ever done? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fucking huge. It's like seven, eight hundred pages of documents on how they're gonna sustain sustainable living and how they're gonna um, infiltrate local local governments, city governments, state governments, and trying to get them to the federal level, you know, to implement their agenda. And it's 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 it's, it's mind boggling. It makes me cross eyed when I start reading it. So I think I need to go read a book. By someone who studied it and did all the legwork. Yeah. <laughs> and I can just uh, spout out like I know something. It does connect a lot of dots, though. So, I mean, it, it is uh, a great piece of uh, key literature to think about a reader, study, or research, or whatever. Yep. Because it really ties together the the way the where, where the world's headed as far as the countries. and Absolutely. You know, like you were talking about China earlier, and we'll bring up more about China later on. But how they want to bring—that's the model. China is the model. China is the model, and everybody thinks, "Oh, China's our enemy," and they sell it to you on the news. That, you know, we don't like China. Obama loves China. <laughs> our and government it, loves China. And it was Kissinger who said that China is the model. M- China, China has made them fat bastards a lot of fucking money. Yeah. They they love the way it's going with China. They think because China has a lockdown on their population, you know, they are in complete control of the people. And unfortunately, I see our government being the same way. They're doing putting everything, all the pieces of the puzzle in place to be able to implement the same lockdown strategies that China has, you know. We had a lot of people. We got a lot of government officials working in China. It's amazing. I don't know the exact numbers, but I know it's a pretty fascinating. Really? Yeah. It's like we are intertwined with China, but they don't want you to know that. Ah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Those fucking bastards. <laughs> they want. They just want you to keep on thinking, "Oh, China's the enemy." Keep that fear going. Oh man. I can't find the. I was looking for the article. I can't find it. It's China okay. got too big. They can't fuck with China, so they had to join them. Simple as that. They couldn't beat them. Nope. And this is a country that, you know, like uh, wealthy. If you have money and you and you need a liver transplant, you call you, you know, like like especially the Japanese businessmen are known for this. That they would fly, en route to China, make a call, en route. And they would go to the work camps, Chinese work camps. They'd find a donor, somebody that would be uh, compatible. And it was a mobile organ removal 
on the way to so it would be as fresh as possible when the businessmen land and they would actually perform the surgery either in flight or go right back to Japan because Japan's not far from China. And they, they were using, they're farming out their citizens' body parts. It's ridiculous that the kind of type of control that the government has over their people. It, but don't worry, y'all. It's coming here. <laughs> it's coming here real quick. Did you find that article? No, I couldn't find it. I think I'll I, just talk about it real quick. Which oh the Chinese um no, it was American ah, dream. I got it. Huh that one right there? Yeah. Alright. Uh Chinese group this is this is from uh the American Dream. Don't be giving away our sources. <laughs> I wanna just give them a little credit. They did the legwork. <laughs> It's a Chinese group plans to construct a 200-acre, quote, China city in Michigan. A Chinese group known as Sino-Michigan Properties has bought up 200 acres of land near Milan, Michigan. Their plan is to construct a China city with artificial lakes, Chinese cultural center, and hundreds of housing units for citizens. Essentially, it'd be just like a little slice of communist China dropped right into the heartland of America. This China city will be located about 40 minutes from both Detroit and Toledo, and it would be marketed to Chinese business people. Here you go. How big is it again? Two hundred acres, which I don't even know how big that is. It's a lot of. It's it's a lot, lot of space. land. Yeah, it's a small city. It would be marketed to Chinese business people that want to start sure. businesses in the United States. Unfortunately, this is just not an isolated incident. In fact, incident. In fact, uh, Chinese companies have been buying up land and businesses all over the country in recent years. There was even even been talk of establishing special economic zones, whatever the fuck that is, inside the United States, modeled after the Chinese city of Shenzhen. It was inevitable that the Chinese were going to do something with the trillions of dollars that they've made, flooding our shores with cheap products and putting us over to work. Um, now they are rapidly buying up pieces of America, and many of our politicians are welcoming them with open arms. Yeah, this is just the head of the dick, y'all. <laughs> the, just poking it in. It's the head of the yellow dick. They'll be they'll be long stroking you soon. <laughs> be, I'm sure there's a lot more Chinese to come. More oh, cities Lord. to add to the culture wars. Yes, it's scary on multiple levels because if they're starting to buy up properties, which brings up an email that I that we received uh, from that fella. Um, I, I don't. Even, I can't remember his name. I could bring the email up, uh, but I know he goes by Anti Bling on on Twitter, um, or something like that. I'll have to. I'll put him in the yeah, show notes. The guy that makes the necklaces and stuff, yeah, charms yeah, or whatever. Right. And he was talking about. And he's out from in Las Vegas, and you know, I thought Las Vegas was booming. No, it's a ghost town. That's what he said. The strip's booming, but that's it. No, that's it. No, really, everything around it's like he said, wasteland. He, he said everybody's moving. It's like a ghost town. He 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 got he picked dangerous up, actually. He picked up a part time gig. He said, um, where him and his buddy were going around 
and they would have to go check on foreclosed homes or something like that. And they had like a half a zip and it was, he figured out it was like 30,000 empty homes in that area. Yeah. It's not that bad, but it's getting, it's, it's, it's headed, headed quickly that, that direction toward, you know, like Michigan cities in Michigan, Michigan. Like Detroit and all that. And so it's only a matter of time for There's China. Swaths of land that are abandoned. Yeah. Well, by, 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 by our government and so officials do, and everybody, and, nobody goes there. And do you think the Chinese are going to fucking scoop that shit up and start these Chinese cities? Yeah. Hell yeah! That's uh not just a Chinese plan. It seems like that. It's like uh, kind of what Soros is all about too, isn't he? He likes to go in and. I don't know what Soros is about, except he, I just know he's an, a demonic. Well, he did the same thing with all those warehouses. With is that with the aluminum? Yeah, the aluminum, and he cornered yeah, the aluminum he market. He made a wasteland with all these uh, warehouses and stuff, just like Detroit set up with all the old. Uh, you know, car factories and stuff. You right. Just go in and buy that shit up for real cheap, and then they use it to make uh, other stuff. Uh, see, yeah, because I heard they were using, they were buying up warehouses there and storing aluminum yeah. or, or stuff like that, and then hoarding the aluminum, and it, and it puts artificial pressure on the price of aluminum to go up, and then they start selling it off real fast or something, and they're making money at it. Yeah. Hey, you got to have money to make money, huh? I guess. <laughs> Jesus Christ, how much money do you need? Yeah, I know. If you have two, 200 acres of warehouse space that you can just hoard you know, metal, it ain't precious metal, but hoard metal that's needed on the, you know, to build things, and then you got it. You can, right. You can, you can corner that's the market. That's probably what's going on in Mexico, too. What do you mean? With all the narco wars, and you read on the news every day, 15 people got beheaded. This yeah, and that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's freaking getting out of control. You think it's... To do with metal? No, I I don't know. I'm just <laughs> assume. I'm just uh, speculating hard here that it'll become a narco state that it'll get out of control and somebody will step in and we'll just fucking make a wasteland out of it and bomb the shit out of it. Oh, you, just fly drones in there and annihilate it, and then Soros or China will come in and buy it up. <laughs> <laughs> Start making dildos. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, for the fucking American zombies out there just going, I need pleasure. I need pleasure. Mindless entertainment. <laughs> Get out your coma-induced freaking entertainment trances, y'all. No doubt. Oh, God. Hey, we just... Calls him like I sees it. Calls him like I sees it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. I don't know. All right, let's get back on track. We, we got sidetracked there. That's okay. Oh, where was we? I don't know. Oh, let's talk about your Carolina. He oh. came back. He came. Well, he came back. Shooter came back with a couple of more I members of the Easy K Posse. The two dogs. <laughs> yeah. One has no name. Not yet. Yeah, what a beautiful dogs they are too. I was surprised. They are they're growing fast. I know. Holy shit. Yeah, they're. I would say they're about what two months old. Eight weeks, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. We brought them in here, and they're all meek and timid. Now they're running the shit in here. <laughs> and, and running the shit and shitting and pissing. <laughs> they are rolling the place. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's all right. They're just puppies right now. Hey, uh, that's, that gives give me an idea. We should uh, post a picture of the no-name one up on the, on the Facebook page. Let's post a picture of them and then um, see who can come up with his best, best name for them. Yeah, and the other one will auction it off. <laughs> we'll starting bid five dollars. Her name is her name is Kalishnikov. If that if that boosts the price up any, yeah, and she's beautiful. We'll put a picture of her up too. Yeah, 
The one that, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Because we can't seem to agree on a name. We've come up with a bunch of them, but we know we, we will mastermind it with our community and uh, everybody come together and come up with a name yeah. for our dog. Let's pimp out that little whore. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to the highest bidder. Oh, speaking of little whores. <laughs> speaking of little whores. What about Julia? Oh, no. She's got a house in China. <laughs> They, they left that out of there, didn't they? And if you don't know what we're talking about, you are way out of the loop. Obama's little whore, Julia. Yeah, she's got a house in China. Man, this is, Shooter said it the other day, we need our own like graphic artist because we had some ideas that we could make our own panels of Life of Julia. Yeah. you know. And if y'all don't know, it was propaganda put out by the Obama administration. I can't say the administration. The campaign to reelect Obama put it out. Um, I just want to make sure it's correct. In case they're watching, don't drone me, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, if you don't know what it is, it is propaganda how government programs helped her throughout her whole life from the time she was little to the time of her old age. Yeah, and, they lobbed that softball right out there. Yeah. What we need to do, we wanted to make our own panels. Yeah, because the picture shows like an evolution of her. Right. The, the one, the poster that they post. Right. Yeah, we'll do something like have her evolve into a monkey. <laughs> she de-evolves. <laughs> she de-evolves into a, a, yeah, or a zombie. Either one's good. And a monkey zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one where we, we we came up with one panel that's like, oh, they left out the part when she turned uh, fifteen years old and she got sold to the Chinese emperor as one of his concubines. <laughs> I tweeted out on Twitter yesterday that uh, breaking news: she just got eaten by a pack of Obama zombies. Yeah, no, 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 no. If y'all didn't follow Shooter Dan's tw- tweet the other day with the monkey and the celery in the ass, <laughs> <laughs> y'all gotta go follow Shooter Dan, man. At Shooter Dan, it's funny as hell. It was a I don't know what was it a chimpanzee or something, and he put a piece of celery. in Yeah, his that's ass? kind of an old video that I kept in mind. Uh huh. I think I saw the video on Tosh, but I'm like, oh man, I got to, I got to hold on to that. It could be useful. Yeah, he's like, this freedom equals. When I saw it, I just thought about, hey, that's our leader sticking his freedom right up his ass <laughs> for safekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> he's keeping it for. Oh, I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> you got me. I gotcha. Anyway, it really is scary when you start looking at what the Chinese are doing out. And, and it's funny that they go to Michigan, where the economy is really, really depressed right now. You know, um, I could see them going to places like there in Las Vegas and buying this property up and creating these uh, little communist slices of heaven right here in America to show y'all shining examples of the gleaming gold star of fucking communism. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense why we even do business with them until they they change their uh, change a lot of their internal policies. You know what I'm saying? It's like well, why they say that oh they're they're a capitalist nation, you know, and they are. They're better probably better at capitalism than we are. You know what I mean? Hey, we got a house full of dogs, y'all. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we have instant chaos. Hey, get over here. Nigga General, go lay down. 
Please forgive him, y'all. He's got a dirty dick. <laughs> Lay down. Aren't we fucking funny? <laughs> I had to throw it in on the downtime. Hey, uh, but you're absolutely right that China is the model for our American government, and if you like the way the Chinese model is, then then go stand in the bread line because yeah. I'm not. You know what I mean? Pretty much boils down like this. We're all pack of, the U.S. and China are a pack of big dogs, right? You know, look at the thing that's going on in the, the South China Sea. Uh. <laughs> Hold on, we got we're gonna take care of the of uh <laughs> dog. All right, Pepper's in. There you go. All right, we got Pepper. She was barking because because our other dog was at the door. Oh, here here's another one. China wants to construct construct fifty square miles of self sustaining city south of Boise, Idaho. Hey, y'all Idahoans out there, <laughs> <laughs> start learning Chinese, bitches. <laughs> A Chinese national company is interested in developing 10 to 30,000 acre technology zone for industry, retail centers, and homes south of the Boise Airport. And if you don't know what, what the the really significance of this little bit of uh, China influx, just go look at Africa. They ate that bitch up like termites. Oh, yeah. The they chi- started coming in there and doing a little this and a little that. And yeah. Contracts here. And now they fucking just... They, they own that shit. Yeah, they took that shit over. Which y'all got to remember, that's one of the reasons why we want to go over there and uh, establish presence in Africa so bad, because the Chinese have... They want you to believe yeah. that we need to go over there and... For some other... Fight for that bone. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Is, but we can't let the the red tide take it over as well. You know, they, there's too many minerals in Africa, you know? It's... It, I, I heard about the what what are they called uh rare earth metals or I can't remember the exact name of them but it is it's stuff that they make um batteries with and and stuff like that you know like real it's kind of rare that's why like rechargeable batteries cost so much you know? right and uh a lot of that stuff is found right over in Africa in the, in the Chinese a lot of gold in Africa and well and the diamonds and stuff too yeah but, yeah, but now it's these rare earth minerals, I believe they call them. Right. Yeah, and they they want them, and, and the Chinese has got to jump on us. Fact <laughs> of the matter, you know. That's what they want you to believe. <laughs> what the China has a jump on us? It all goes into the the world one percent. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're all. It, there is no China's got a jump on us. They just it's, want you to think that way. The Chinese leaders yeah. have a jump on it. <laughs> they, yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Oh, here's another one from Texas. Oh, Julius, can you imagine Texas? It says the state-owned Chinese energy giant CNOOC is buying a multi-billion dollar stake in 600,000 acres of South Texas oil and gas fields. Potentially testing the political waters waters for further expansion into U.S. energy reserves. I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Has it ever stopped? There's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, look at uh, what's going on. There's a, there's something recent uh, happening in the South China Sea too, where the Chinese. Or telling all their citizens, they're pulling all their citizens out of the Philippines. 
which mm-hmm. leads me to believe that something's going down. They say it's because there's a big protest getting ready to happen in the Philippines. Right. Protesting, I guess, China trying to take over the, the, the China Sea because of that oil shoal. But I just see it. I always try to look into it a little deeper, and I see they're getting ready to do something. I mean, there's been protests going on all along over there. Why are they out? They just why why is this one particular protest they decided to pull all their citizens out of the Philippines? Yeah, it don't make no sense. Oh, big dogs fixing to bite their ass over there. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's getting ready to unfold over there. It is, and we'll pretend like uh, you know, we're going to go in there and help them. Of course. I'm sure we already got a deal worked out with China on that oil. I don't know about you guys, but I guess I grew up in, you know, the 80s. And communism, Russia and the Chinese, this is before the wall fell and all that kind of, and Russia dispersed into its many satellites and all that. <clears throat> but I, I have a, um, I guess I was brainwashed or I was um, pre-programmed at a really young age to really not like communism. To really not like Russia, and to and, and to be skeptical of China at that time, um, <clears throat> and I don't understand why it's so. It appears that they're trying to be so lovey dovey with these people. Do you, I don't trust them. That we've been uh, we've been at war with these people for, or, or and maybe not at war, like physical military conflict, but we've been on both opposite ends of the spectrum in, in belief systems and values. That why we are trying to um, bridge that gap nowadays. It, it it's almost like they're they're preparing f- for the inevitability of infiltration. Or I, I don't know, man. It, it, yeah, it's the whole. Well, like I said before, if you can't beat them, join them. You yeah, know, they kicked our ass in Korea, and we saw what they what them uh, <laughs> Chinese zombies were all about. Right, you know. They're smart as hell. I mean, look at the way, because they've been a communist country so long. Right. If you start looking at their background, like the history, and I can't tell you all the history, but I just know that it's all, I mean, we we were born up here in the United States kind of cushy compared to what China uh, came, came up as. Right. I mean, our wars look like fucking firework fight compared to... The, the uh, wars they fought. Yeah, our, our, our wars seem like a... A thumb match compared to the wars that them motherfuckers fought. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah, the, the, and it's been like hundreds and hundreds of years of nothing but war, and it's only recently that they kind of got civilized in a sort of sense where they got you smart. Know, everything settled down, and no, the propaganda finally started working. Uh-huh. Their their overall goal, uh, they they're starting to see the the final effect of what they began with the propaganda and the communism. And to keeping their people in check and this and that. You know what I'm saying? So all their hard work has come to fruition. At least the communists' hard work over there. Right. The government uh, doing what it did over all those years. It took a people that were just totally beat down from war. I mean, barbaric war. You know, with war, worse than Afghanistan, I would even say, over, uh, coming up. Yeah, right. You know, where they were fighting three war fronts at the same time all over the place in China. Yeah. It was crazy. Right. And people were dying of starvation, living in mud huts, and it was just ruthless. Right. You know, right. and that's why they're so, you know, they say that, which ties into a part of it, they say that there's so many people in China, and that's why they're disconnected, or that's why they, uh, you know, they don't 
relate uh, on an emotional scale. You know, people, babies getting run over in the street. You know? Yeah, they're like numb to it. Yeah. You say everybody's seen that video. But that, that's baby just got part of it. Part of it is they've seen so much violence or they've been involved in so much violence coming up, you know, and that's evolved to the state that they're in now. No, Nobody wants to fuck with China. I believe you. And, uh, here, let me play the, I got a clip for you. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it talks about, and it, and it kind of gets, it, it deals, ah, I'm all over, I can't, I'm trying to get, my, I'm collecting my thoughts, people. Hold on. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because it was something you said earlier about the elite in China that run everything. So when we say the China taking over this, it's really the ruling class over there. It's the UN is taking right. over everything. Right. It ain't, it ain't. They want those borders in place for to keep you locked down, your mind locked down. Right. But those borders aren't in place on a world scale, no. on a government uh, world scale, which is the UN that is, you know. Right. Which which brings me to this point. You're exactly right. And and here's here's something that that I notice all the time with this left right paradigm. Okay. Yeah. If they can keep the left fighting the right. Right. If they can keep the black fighting the white. Culture even. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the white fighting the black. If you can promote this dissension within the My society. My football team's better than your football team. Right. That kind of bullshit mentality. They don't want us working together in collusion with each other as individuals. You know, because then we have power. You know, it's like as long as they keep us infighting with each other, they can do. They can run roughshod over us. Which... That's what they want. This is from Ronald Reagan, and, and, and I'll tie it in here when you listen to it. And it's only a couple seconds long. And a lot of y'all might have heard this before. And, and it ain't his quote where it says, the government is the problem. or what You know you know the one I'm talking about by Ronald Reagan. The government isn't the solution. Government is the problem. It, ain't, it was from the same speech, but it, I think he was trying to say something in this one. Y'all listen to this. Yeah. From time to time, we've been tempted to believe that society has become too complex to be managed by self-rule, that government by an elite group is superior to government for, by, and of the people. Well, if no one among us is capable of governing himself, then who among us has the capacity to govern someone else? And that's it. It's like they think that they can govern, they have the capacity to govern all of us. You know, I'll give you a friend at the at the beginning of the last podcast, oh so long ago, uh, <laughs> I played that Obama clip where he was talking about Libya. I believe it was no, it was Egypt, and he was saying that a government can't rule by coercion. You know, it has to be it has to be governed by consent, not coercion. That's what he said. I don't know about all of y'all, but I really feel that this government, our American government institutions as much as i held them in high regard at one time and i thought our founding fathers were absolutely brilliant in the plans that they came up with it has been perverted now mm-hmm. and it's been and now it's to the point where i don't know should we continue to consent to be governed by these tyrannical madmen do you know should we consent any longer yeah it's kind of like uh well you got somebody that comes along with a football game plan right and during during a game of some sort of sport mm-hmm. and it works you go undefeated the whole year you go undefeated the next year right you know eventually everybody's going to start incorporating that game plan 
into their plays. Right. Or their main, you know, they're just going to use they it. They find out so what you works. you got the Rothschilds and the Bilderbergs and all these people that come up with this perfect game plan. Right. And they were a small group of people when they started, but now it's incorporated to a large, you know, 1% of the population is now uh, feeding off of that fucking right. that I, bone. You I, know what I, I mean? I, I gotcha. So we, as individuals, need to take back the power by how? By working cooperatively with uh, other like-minded individuals. we got to get away from the collectivism where I'm white power, you're, you're Black Panther, you're the La Raza, you know, with the Mexicans. and You know what I mean? we we got to stop, 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 stop all that, y'all. It's like... Yeah, it's we, easy for us to sit back and make fun of different races, you know. But, and we you do. Know, we're, we're, we're not like that. We make fun of anything and everybody. Exactly. And it's just for pure entertainment purposes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, deep down inside, everybody's got to Our, see through the, the veil that is what they're, you know, trying to do to us. Exactly. And that's what, and they do it through so many means. Not only with the propaganda, the left-right paradigm, the black-white immigrants, the immigrants. The you know, my personal view on immigration is open the fucking borders wide open. But you got to, you got to, you have to end the welfare state and let indiv- yeah, well, if individuals want to come, let them come. But you have to end the welfare state because you can't have a lot of people paying all this money and taxes to to prop up. A lot of people who don't work, Do you know, or, or well, the, well, the the borders are open wide, and that's another thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. they don't want to. They never close those borders, right? Not as long as the the prison industrial complex is in place. Well, and not only the prison industrial complex is in place, but also they'll never close the borders because the weight of supporting um, social programs for a lot of these immigrants crushes the economic system. To the point where it overloads and you can't bear it and it crumbles. And then they're, they're sitting back wringing their hands. Because <laughs> yeah. they want it to crash. You know, they, they want it to go down because they, they have enough money and assets to survive a ser- serious economic collapse. Yeah, they're making money on both fronts again on, on many, many levels. You know, because they're throwing giant freaking uh, cast nets right there on the border right scooping up these people taking the um, drugs that they can get reselling those on the street right you know taking the immigrants that they catch which they can catch as many as they want right it just gives them reason to build more private prisons to put more people in the prisons mm-hmm. they can lobby for the prisons they're you know these correctional centers that are being yeah uh opened god it's just so sickening it is and, and private institutions are running them. Private corporations are starting to run more and more of the of the uh, prison institutions. Yeah. And now and, the, and, the and latest thing is to put immigrants in it. And, 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 and it's true, or us. Um, but you know, I'm not against privatization of the of the prison system. What I am against is them saying, "Oh, but you got to keep it 98 percent full." No, if crime goes down and it's only 60 percent capacity, so fucking be it. You know, you can't put mandates on, all right, we'll be sure to keep it full. You, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck the mandates. Fuck I, man. I hate the mandates even, you know, you hear, you, you take it for granted now that the police agencies and <laughs> out there have um, have mandates to write so many tickets. Yeah. You know? There was a big scandal in New York about that. Yeah, I it should have been a big scandal a long time ago. And then the man who blew the whistle, one of the police officers... The man who blew the whistle on him, they come and they take him away and call him mentally defective or something, threw him in a, a, a place and took his job away and ridiculed him and made him look bad. 
in order to um in in order to uh, mitigate his his claims you know like oh he's a crazy guy we, we really didn't do that <sighs> not us you know what i mean but one of my points what i was going to say was the, the 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 really super rich out there they have the the assets and the money that even if the value of the dollar dropped even further they're going to have enough to make it when bread's ten dollars a fucking loaf they can still pay for it because they got money you know but we don't but are you prepared? And that's what this whole preparedness movement is really coming about is people see these changes coming. And even if they can't identify it, and even if they can't pinpoint exactly what the fuck is going to happen, they understand that something's going to happen. Oh, yeah. So so if you if you ain't preparing for some sort of inevitable disruption in our food chain and in our um, – in our way of life, if you're not making those preparations now, welcome to the to the government detention centers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Eating potato peels, people. That's what you're going to be eating. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The leftovers off the scraps off the table. And speaking of the reasons, this happened. We, you know, I had the idea that I wasn't even going to bring up Trayvon Martin. But it happened during our little hiatus. When you were in Carolina. I know. I missed a big one there. It's okay. And and it's a classic example of the of the divide and conquer fucking mentality of these people, you know? And and I don't know if Sharpton and the rest of the of those clowns really understand that they're just being manipulated as pawns in the game or not. They might have sold out. I don't really know. No, I think some of them really hate white people. (laughs) So they've been manipulated, but they don't know it, I don't think. Right. And some of them are smart enough, and they're just making so much money off of it, you know, that they're getting well fed. Well fed. To keep their mouth shut. Right. And they're just going along with it. To keep the division in place. Al Sharpton might, you know, he's like a preacher, so he knows the scam. Yeah. I'm not saying preachers are scamming, but there are preachers out there like, you know, Reverend Creflo Dalla. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that do scam the population to make money. Right. So, you know, he knows the game. Right. And they are great dividers of the population. They segregate us. They keep the black collective mentality on their side uh, against everybody else. And then we're like, so we have a tendency to, to migrate to our tribe. You know what I mean? Our tribe is better than your tribe. It's tribalism in its freaking purest sense. My yeah. team's better than yours. Like you said earlier, that's what it boils down to. And that's what we need to overcome. We're individuals. We might, I might, I'll, I'll give you for instance, take the 10th amendment center. I, personally agree with everything that they do but i don't walk around thinking oh, i'm a 10th amendment guy. you know what uh, 10th amendment center member do, do, do you know what i'm saying but there's other organizations that i agree with too only partially but as an individual i take a little bit of the best of all these different groups do you see what i mean i don't see going full feet first into any one group and then completely identifying yourself with that group you know it's part of the problem with the militia oh i should say the public relations campaign that the government has put out about the militia Mm -hmm. and given all these militias they're either white supremacists or they're yeah they have to label them they have to label them i'm tired of the fucking labels because we're individuals yo it's always 
He's like, they're conservative over here, and they're liberal over there. They're, they're Marxist over here. They're racist over there. You, know? you got the moderate Willards <laughs> Not, of the world oh my that God. just are too scared of everything, and they squeak in. Yeah, whichever way the wind blows is the way Romney goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. And... You know, for a while, I identified with the tea parties for a while till I saw them being hijacked. You know, and then I was like, you know, well, that one's done. I oh, was yeah. I, I was hoping it was going to be a good one. <laughs> it started out like it was going to be good. It started out like it was going to be good. Fucking yeah, you know, Coke brothers. <laughs> sons of bitches. Wake up. <laughs> but the reason I bring up Trayvon Martin is because it's a classic example of media assassination. I mean, they have fucking assassinated yeah. that guy in the media already. And, it, and it's the funniest thing. Everybody where I work was like, oh, he's... They had me spinning. I was <laughs> doing the fucking jig, boy. Why? Because I was doing the media jig. Oh, you was in on it? Oh, yeah. They, they started the music, and I started jigging. You started dancing, <laughs> I started right? cutting a rug. <laughs> dancing around oh man all kinds of i was flip-flopping on the story all over the place and then i settled into oh i got it you're uh, right right <laughs> and you know and I'll, i will talk about casey anthony now everybody oh she killed her baby and this that and the other and i was always telling everybody y'all let the justice system work if she did it the jury of her peers will be will, will find her guilty but boy she got off because obviously they didn't have enough evidence. I ain't saying she did it. I ain't saying she didn't do it. But what I'm saying is reserve judgment. Do you know what I'm saying? Whatever Zimmerman did or didn't do, it will now come out in the court of law and let it happen. Let it unfold. Let it play out. Do you know the same thing with OJ? Everybody just knew OJ was going to get freaking convicted. You know what I'm saying? But it didn't fit and they acquitted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, sometimes. What the media presents to you is their version of the truth, not what the jury sits sees sitting in that courtroom, you know? And I personally believe that Zimmerman will probably get off, more than likely, that I think there's enough evidence with the laws in place in Florida to protect him from this media assassination, and he'll get off. But it will create a fucking crazy-ass situation. <laughs> Yeah. When it happens, you know what I mean? And and I do believe also that, um, I mean, if you look at the timeline, we're, we're what now, mid-May almost? Uh-huh. Uh, when's the Republican National Convention? I think it's in the last week of August, first week of September. Democratic National Convention's around that same time. I wouldn't doubt if if him going to trial starts <clears throat> dominating the news around the Republican National Convention. You, you see what I'm to, as a distraction away Might even, from the Republican Party. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because the media is in bed with the Democrats and with uh, and Obama and his administration. And hey, look, if we can create a little, uh, we can create a little uh, side show over here to the side. You know, in order to take away from the Republicans' presence on the airways at that time. I could be wrong, but it seems like the time frame is setting up nicely to be around that same time. Yeah. Anyway. I or, got, or an October surprise. You know, where just oh, total yeah. chaos erupts in the freaking streets and they have to come in and, and, and save us all. Yeah, martial law. And then there is no election in November. 
Huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Well, hey, speaking of Trayvon Martin, there was one video, and I found it when uh, Shooter was up in Carolina. And it had like, when I found it, it had like 1,500, 1,600 views. Uh, he's over a million views now. And you might have seen it already. This is this is a black guy talking. And he's in Mississippi. We're going to play that for you now because he sums it up. He he understands the truth of what's going on. I, now, he has a bunch of YouTube videos. I ain't looked at none of the other ones. I know in this particular one, he's speaking truth. So I don't know if he has an agenda or if, how he really feels. But I know in this one particular clip that we're about to play, he actually uh, is, is saying the correct things. You know what I'm saying? Well, now, children, tonight, old Uncle Tom will want to tell you the real true story. You know, I'm out here at the remains of the rally and support for one Trayvon Martin, the, uh, the youth who was shot in Florida, here in good old Akron, Mississippi where all of the slaves, the buck-dancing, shoe-shining Negroes like this guy behind me, one councilman at large, Uncle Mike Williams, helped to convene this buffoonery that took place in front of a black-owned store that half of these niggas don't even support. I find it kind of comical that all of these Negroes decided to get together on this rally for one Trayvon Martin down in Florida never taking into consideration the Trayvon Martins right here in the west side of Akron. Over the Christmas holiday, you had eight shootings and six murders of black men killing other black men. And none of these shoe-shining, boot-licking, behind-kissing Uncle Tom Negroes decided to have one rally in their honor. And you know why that is? I'm gonna tell you why that is. Because a black life only has a value when that black life is taken by a person who's non-white, non-black rather. As long as it's black on black, these Negroes don't do anything. They sit back and shine shoes, fry chicken, kiss white ass, and buck dance. But as soon as these monkeys can blame the murder on a white person, oh, here they come. These shines dust off their dashikis and their protest shines and then they come out here in front of a black-owned store that they don't even support, shouting no justice, no peace. This is absolutely insane, and it only demonstrates how dysfunctional this Afro-American Negro really is. The only reason why I showed up is because I had to see it firsthand. I've never seen such a conclave of minstrels in my life. The only time, other time you'll see this many Negroes in one spot is if they're giving away free Air Jordan tennis shoes or baskets of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Other than that, these Negroes do what they do. And on one last note, anytime you got a movement, anytime you got a movement, and the speakers consist of Ophelia Avery, the president of the local chapter of the NAACP, a 90-year-old fossilized hag, and preachers, you know that movement is going nowhere. Because preachers, as we all know, have been lying in their pockets ever since the slave plantation. So if this is the people that you're gonna have as your leaders, leading your movement, then it's no wonder that this shit is going nowhere. As I said, like this buck there, the Negro behind me, one councilman at large, Michael Uncle Tom Williams, 
standing in front of Henry's Acton here in Akron, Mississippi, a black-owned business that I might add that the Negroes don't even support. And you Negroes wonder why I call y'all savages. It is what it is. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's one cool cigar-smoking black man. <laughs> it is. He, he kind of nailed it he, right Yeah, on the head. he was talking about Obama zombies, dude. Yeah, he just didn't he see was. the word, but that's the definition of Obama zombie. Absolutely. And we do know one thing. What's that? Trayvon wasn't faster than Zimmerman's bullet. That's our, and that's our dedication to the whole Trayvon Martin story. Yeah. Don't fall into the paradigm of black, white, left, right, Marxist, socialists, whatever, whatever. You should be for freedom. You're either for liberty or you're a zombie. And don't listen to the news. Trayvon was a wannabe gangbanger. You know, you got pictures of him online showing gang signs, swinging his dick in the air like 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 <laughs> doing he helicopters. The, like he is the king monkey. Yeah, he wasn't the the innocent uh, young perfect black guy that, that, that the media wanted you to you know. Well, he had a one of his twitters was called like "nigga for life." No, it was "no limit nigga." No that limit nigga. Tw- that was what it was. Well, that was his, that was his Twitter yo. <laughs> no limit nigga. You know, Are you with the pump, the kick, the run, the run, and my bullet. <laughs> We're gonna get fucking shot by the Black Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't let the culture war infest your minds, people. Just make fun of it. <laughs> it's crazy. What do you do? a good song though you got anything else on the plate man i think that's good for this episode i do too we'll get another one started here later yeah we got some good things coming up man um we might have a yeah we need to talk about the new the new revised ndaa we need to talk about that (laughs) we have a guest on our next one that will probably bring us all up to speed on that yeah, uh, we've got a young man. He lives here locally, and uh, he's a listener. His name's Chester, and uh, he wants. What's up, Chester? He wants to come on the show, so we're gonna have him on. Hopefully, we'll, yo, we might have another one out by the end of this week, y'all. So, so everybody be prepared. Oh no, Loz putting out two podcasts in a week. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, y'all. In order to end this right, we have a little song for you we want to play. Oh, yeah. Definitely uh, want to give thanks to the late, great MCA. Yeah. a little And a little tribute to him, we're going to play a song that uh, Shooter Dan and I would. Mortis will appreciate this. Yeah, Mortis not too will and appreciate it. I'm sure a lot this. of other people out there will appreciate this, but... Uh, it ain't too much a political message. It's just goddamn fun. Yep. All right. So uh, until next time, y'all. Rest in peace. That's a record.
the proper for the freedom fight. If there's a praise.